you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Going to the hurry up offense. Hi and hello, football fans. Maurice Jones, Drew, and Ike Taylor here in Studio 66 for the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's. Want to tell you about the McPick 2 that McDonald's has going on, but real quick, it's time for the hurry up. Andy Reid style or otherwise, fellas, let's get into it. Ike Taylor, did the Eagles make the right choice by going with Carson Wentz as their week one starter? I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> no We're question. in a hurry, Ike. No, no question. Ahead. Yes. Really? I, yeah, I think Why? they made it right. Sam Bradford to Sam Bradford. You know, his record isn't bad as a starter, but it's not that good. You just want a guy who's confident in himself, and that's Carson Wentz. Sam Bradford, when they drafted Carson Wentz, he, he showed me what he was, meaning uh, how would y'all draft a high quarterback at that pick, and y'all just paid me. Knowing competing, man, going to bring the best or the worst out of somebody. For me – it just looked like as a starter, looking over his shoulder wasn't good for him, for his confidence. So I'm going to go with Carson Wentz all day. Maurice. I thought the value what they got for him. You know, you, you trade Sam Bradford, you get a first and possibly a second, depending on how, how far the Vikings go. I mean, who cares who your starting quarterback is? You're going to be able to build around him. So you get a guy in, get him in there early. You have a decent enough offensive line to protect him. You're going to run the ball. You have Darren Sproles, another guy to protect him as well. Then you trade for probably the biggest wide receiver in the game in Doyle Green Beckham. It seems like they're building this offense to protect that young quarterback, and that's what you do when you have a young guy. I like where your heads are at, by the way. You mentioned Sam Bradford. We're going to jump in on the Vikings. we got to talk a little bit of Colts and AFC South. We want to talk about Maurice Jones-Drew, burgeoning broadcast career, and Broncos and Panthers. It's kicking all things off. I'm with you guys. I like Carson Wentz. It provides hope to Philadelphia fans. Do you anticipate Chase Daniel ending the season holding the Lombardi Trophy? No. If the answer is yes, then you roll with Chase Daniel. In the meantime, though, what the, what is the ceiling on that? It's not the Super Bowl, so you may as well go with the kid, right? The goal is to win the title in the NFL. Chase is upset, though. I got an email. I know he's upset. He was a little upset about the decision. <laughs> you got an email from him? No, no, no. From, you know, how we get the group emails they sent oh, out oh, with oh, all yeah. the stories. That's it. I, I read it this morning while I was on the toilet. It was awesome. All right, college. 
<laughs> oh, by the way, I should also mention, very exciting. We've got Chuck Todd of uh, Meet the Press coming up at the end of the show. Very excited to kibitz with him. But uh, college football is now underway, and boy, what a grand weekend it was. That Texas and Irish game was one of the best I've seen. I would say top 10, top 20 college football games I've watched. Really entertaining, and Ole Miss and Florida State at least look good. Anyway, many storylines emerged there, but why do they get to uh, only have fun with Final Four talk? NFL also has a Final Four called Championship Weekend. Who's going to be in it, Maurice? Oh, for, for the NFL? That's right. Okay, uh, I have Pittsburgh, I have uh, Kansas City, and then I have, um, ooh, well, I used to, I had Minnesota, but I, I don't have them anymore. I'll, I'll go. We're going to get in on them. I'm going to, I, I'm not willing to necessarily announce they're done yet, but I'll, we'll, we'll I'll give it to them. I'll go Seattle and Carolina. Okay. Uh, Ike. Pittsburgh and Green Bay. Pittsburgh and Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Who do the Steelers defeat to get to 51? The Patriots, right back in it. Really? And where will that game be played? In Pittsburgh. Ooh, that sounds fine to me. And in Pittsburgh. And who does uh, who do the Packers defeat? Uh, I hate to say this. You're going to be mad. The Vikings. I'm not mad about that in the least. I go the Patriots over the Steelers. But I do kind of like the Chiefs as well. I just think the AFC is very soft once you get past uh, New England. And the it, AFC is very soft. Yeah, unless oh, Pittsburgh – everything has to so, break right for Pittsburgh to be able to match up with New England. They can't keep having Kansas the injuries. Kansas City, Kansas City I has – I KC all right. I think KC beats New England. You think KC in January strikes fear in Belichick and company? I, I, think, they, I think they saw the, the – the the plan, the blueprint to beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. You remember when they faced him the first time, they played this soft zone coverage and they yeah. for the rally and tackle. I think it's going to be completely different. Press man, we're going to let our front five beat your front five, and we're going to get after your quarterback. What, what was the score for the Pittsburgh and Patriots game last year? It ended up, what, a seven-point game? Was no, they didn't, play, they didn't play. They played the Broncos. No, I'm talking about no, in the their first, first game. week of the season, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, they had, a, they had a shot. I, they, I, they, they, they had a legit shot. I remember uh, Bay – Hayward Bay dropped one in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. I remember the defense getting fluttered at first. Then when they finally settled down, they started to handle their business. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, our record overall against the Patriots ain't good at all. <laughs> but at the same time, they had a fighting chance. They just didn't close. Well, the the old assumptions I had about that Tom Brady would just spread the Steelers out when Dickie LeBeau was the D.C. are no longer relevant because Keith Butler will give different looks. The X factor of the entire AFC. Coach Tomlin would give different looks. Oh, really? Really. What do you mean? What, what are you saying? So, Keith, so Tomlin tells Keith Butler? That's Tomlin defense. Oh, interesting insight. You didn't there. know that? Let me, well, I, didn't, I, I don't know that Tomlin – Hey, the overlord. Coach, Coach Keith, no disrespect, <laughs> but that's there Thomas. Can I tell you this? Maybe this is hyperbolic, but I, I believe this. This is a, a name a little under the radar to make such a, a big statement. The X factor of the entire AFC this year is Ryan Shazier. I think the inside linebacker of the Steelers, the first-round draft pick two years ago, if he plays to his potential and can stay on the field, he is a guy – who can be a hybrid like Honey Badger is in the secondary among linebackers well, and can cover Gronk and Martellus Bennett. That, I mean, well, you need to be able to stop the Patriots. You need guys that are going to be able to take out those tight ends. And I think Shazier at his best can do it. 
if he stays on the field. That's what I said. But he can't yeah. cover yeah, both but, of them. But, yeah, he can't cover both, for one. Two, for that AFC championship game um, in Cincinnati, he dominated. I agree. Like, he had a forced fumble. He had tackles. He had a fumble recovery. Uh, him just the last – that the end of that third quarter to the end of the game, that was the Ryan Shazier show. So, you saw a glimpse of what he can do because that's a primetime game. It's just having Shazier on the field every game. And it's been hard since he stepped in the league. I think he only he only played 26 games, man, in well, three years, which is hard. I also I, – I don't want to sleep on the Texans and discount their chances. I know everybody's Listen. nervous about Osweiler. Love the skill position guys they have. They're already banged up on the offensive line, though. That's a problem. Defensively, though, they could be the best defense in the NFL. No. Don't, you don't, don't, don't so? say don't no. Why no? Because they don't have the corners. They don't have the corners. Yes, they do. What do you mean? Ooh. Kevin, jo- what do you mean? Kevin Johnson, for one, is terrific. They have three good corners. John Jonathan Joseph. Joseph. Listen, you're talking when we, when you talk about the best defense. You're talk, I'm talking about from top to bottom. If you look at Denver, they Me have too. pass rushers. They have inside linebackers who can cover. Right. They have safeties who can hit and, and and cover somewhat. They have three number one corners on that secondary. They went. They was talking about possibly trading. I know, but they immediately but, said but they, they nipped that in the butt. But that's what I'm saying, though. When you have you have the the reigning Super Bowl MVP who who averages. 12 sacks a season. I mean, and then you have DeMarcus Ware. Then you have Shane Ray. I mean, they have – they just – Shane they, Ray, another X factor, but there's no Malik Jackson. No, nah, you but, got – you, Jared Malik, but, Rick is going to replace him, but maybe. But Malik Jackson, this, you're rushing five. He he was getting pressure because of Von Miller and, and DeMarcus This Ware. This I looked at Denver. Like, John Elway was looking ahead of the game. He knew some guys was going to leave. He was putting all his chips to win the Super Bowl. He wound up winning the Super Bowl. So, now your Shane Ray's coming to effect – uh, your Demarcus Ware still coming to effect. He's still playing at a high level, high level because Von Miller. Well, he was last time we saw him, but he's at that age where he might just fall off a cliff. Denver has three starters at cornerback position, which is hard. It's hard to have three starters at that cornerback position. I feel like they're not cheating, but they figured it out too. They can match up with anybody. Yeah, they they can they can they can match up with anybody. Let's not forget about the Arizona Cardinals. Or but go, going back, going or back Palmer to you is the answer to that. The Houston Texans, they are my sleeper team. I I, I really believe the Houston Texans is going to make a lot of noise this year. Ike, you're my guy, and we we rarely disagree. But I I have to firmly and and respectfully say you're you're, you're absolutely wrong. I think that Brock Osweiler, after what we saw of him last year, they completely overpaid him, and that's the reason Denver let him go. You paying a guy seventeen million dollars a year, and and it comes with expectation. You know that when you get those big contracts, people expect things, and if you can't deliver, then that's when the pressure comes. And so, can he handle pressure? We don't know. You're not going to be. You're not going to. You're not in a system like Gary Kubiak's, which is A B C E F D. It's not the alphabet. You're in a system that's complex. Tom Brady's been running the system for how many ever years, and if you don't know it, you struggle a little bit. I now, feel like. I Did you like, just say A B C E F D? No, I'm just saying it's the alphabet. Yeah, just threw it out there. I know, yeah. but that wasn't the. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I feel saying. like I feel like don't forget they they wanted to pay Brock. Brock just didn't want to take it. Uh, Houston just paid him a little bit more. Brock still he left because he felt some kind of way by them taking him out. That and what the the, the 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 thing the cynics out there who knocked Brock Osweiler for how he looked last year with Denver when when obviously the philosophy was let defenses win. What did he do that stands out that was awful? Where 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 was terrible decision making or I crumbling you. under pressure? I mean I mean against under Pittsburgh, the emotion. Against pressure. Pittsburgh you so, have yeah. a third you have a what? A thirty some point lead and they come back and win? 
You can't move the ball in the second half? Well, that was Antonio Brown going to work on Chris Harris. But it has no, nothing, it, that has nothing to do with the offense. He didn't move the ball at all in that, in that second half of the ball game. We watched it. Yeah, we did. His his second half stats as a quarterback wasn't too good. You, I would rather my quarterback start slow and finish off with great second half stats than start fast in the second half stats. Well, you know what? If I'm Brock Osweiler and I'm and I'm in his corner, what I'm saying is the same thing I would have said to Alex Smith. We'll never know if you would have won the Super Bowl if we would have just stuck with you. What we know, what the result was when we went the other way. You know, Brock Osweiler, for all we know, may have uh, right now be the Super Bowl champ. Might have, might have taken that team. True, I, you know Super what Bowl I mean. Champ. But guess what? As it started, it, he wanted to start because he felt like what Peyton did. Yes, he definitely that, did. What Peyton did throughout that season and for the Super Bowl, Peyton didn't throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl and interception. I think Peyton had a hundred some yards. Oh, he passing, was horrible. Passing. Brock felt like I could have did that. I know. Because just did. just as a starter, we, we, it looked good on my we resume. We're gonna get enough as a starter opportunity to see what he can do. I think I, I can't think, wait. I, I agree. Rock. And let me uh, let me finish where I tried to start a few minutes ago. <laughs> I will go Patriots over Pittsburgh in the AFC. Packers over the Seahawks or maybe the Cardinals. One of those two teams. Carolina Packers defeat the Patriots. Brady v. Uh, Rodgers. Rodgers emerges victorious in a battle of the two best quarterbacks of the 21st century. Start the show! Yes, hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program presented by McDonald's and their McPick 2 for $5. You can get a 10-piece McNuggets, all white meat, Quarter pounder with cheese, fillet of fish, or a triple cheeseburger. I'm going McNuggets and triple cheeseburger, and uh, and that is that. But you know that's, what? That's the, your breakfast. That's right. The big story. The big story is we made it. We made it through the off season. Everybody, check. We was fine. Yeah. We well, it was a little hard, you know, as, oh, as it is every year. It wasn't as hard as getting up that mountain last year. You get, you get antsy. <laughs> so, listen, nothing makes me happier than the return of football, save one thing, being joined in Studio 66 by the fellas, me and Maurice Jones-Drew, in case a uh, little self-promotion. If you missed it, we are now a part of the Fantasy and Friends show, airing at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Maurice, Adam Rank, Aaron Coscarelli, and me chopping it up there. We appreciate you checking that thing out. That's a good show. But you like it, Ike? You watched it? Yeah, that's a good show. I think you're going to like this show, too. The thing that makes me happier is getting to hang out with Ike and Maurice. Handsome Hank's not with us today. We'll uh, we'll write that sooner rather than later. In the meantime, let's say hello to him. Number 2-4, the Pittsburgh Steelers, two-time Super Bowl champ. That's Look at that. A, a, that's a the best thing going. And High five. That's the best thing going right there. <laughs> 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 the dorkiest high five ever. But, uh, yeah, a video now, too, Ike. Does that make you like your intro a little bit better? You can get rid of the song, but the video is awesome. Yeah. No, no, the video actually goes with the song. It was well, hot. <laughs> it was hot. If you like that one, 
Let's see how you enjoy this one of UCLA. I shouldn't have brought that up after what happened this week. That was too bad. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Oakland Raiders, Maurice Jones Drew. You know what? What do you think there, Maurice? I loved it. This I know the 2016 football season. See? Full effect. <laughs> Full effect. <laughs> we are now ready to roll there. Great work. Uh, and if you want to check that out, if you want to see it, go to NFL.com slash podcasts. That's how you can check it out. Otherwise, we appreciate you subscribing and uh, and listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com slash podcasts, or beyond. All right, fellas. Like I say, oh, I got to talk about Game Pass real fast. Then we're going to talk about the first game of the season. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start a seven-day free trial. Live out-of-market preseason games. That's no longer relevant, so I'm going to cross a line through that. And then game replays during the regular season is uh, is good stuff there. So make sure you go to NFL.com slash Game Pass. Yes, Mike, Mark? Mike, you use Game Pass a lot, don't you? No question. Ike is all, he's all the time. Ike's breaking it down players. at all times. He's always breaking down the X's and O's. He's uh, he's among the very best uh, at doing you. that. And uh, maybe the Steelers need your help uh, figuring out some secondary guys, though, because uh, they have they, not hit very much. They came, the they came out with an article. Did you see it? Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. It's not very good. But at least, you know what? I, I Still trying to replace Ike. Good luck to Doran Grant in his new home. But Buffalo, 24, right? Yeah, but 24 is now back – Unworn now. That's good. Justin Never. Gilbert. Oh, Justin yeah, Gilbert's going to take it. Oh, yeah. maybe. Uh, you know they what? I'd like to talk Justin Gilbert, but all right. We have other things to kibitz about. Let's talk about Broncos, Panthers, Thursday night football. Maurice, jump in here. I'll, I'll say at the outset, I think the Panthers are going to win this one, and that goes against the trend. The home team that hosts that, – well, if you're the home team, you're hosting it. The team that hosts the – Season kickoff always wins. They're usually the Super Bowl champion when they do it. The home team almost always wins this one. I think the Panthers bucked that trend, though. You, 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 and it hurts me because my cousin texted me the other day saying, why did you pick the Chiefs to win the division? And I said, look, man, you have Mark Sanchez. T.J. Ward is yeah. who you're talking about. And I told him, I said, hey, man, don't be mad at me. Shoot. You had Mark Sanchez at quarterback. <laughs> laugh out loud, right? And then he, he hits back. Well, he's not here anymore. Laugh out loud. So he wants me to switch it back, but I have to stay strong. Well, laugh. So send him back. But Trevor Simeon is at laugh out loudest. Out louder, right? <laughs> um, no, I think that they have too many new pieces in Denver on yeah. offense. It's, it's a new. I think what there's four new offensive linemen, a new quarterback. You add another running back. It's just too many new pieces for them to get going right away. I think that defense is going to be fine. But because uh, that offense is going to struggle, Cam's going to have more opportunities in the red zone to either kick field goals or score points. I have I have Carolina winning. I mean, it's it's a tough spot to drop the second year kid Simeon into as well. You know, no, big it's stage. Not. It's not why? Because you got a good defense. You you still have one of the best defenses in the league. One thing about Kubiak, he's not going to put too much strain on this quarterback. You still have Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, DT is probably one of the league's best receivers. You got a two-back system. You drafted a, a, a running back from Utah, Booker. C.J. Anderson looked like he came back in shape. 
mm-hmm. in shape. So you can be handling the ball off a lot. When you get to this play action uh run game, man, just setting up from the run to the pass, it's it's one or two reads. So when you have a young quarterback who doesn't have to scan the field as much, you're going to give yourself an opportunity. He's not going to make as many many mistakes. You're going to rely on your defense heavy. The only thing about that is from my defensive coordinator, after winning Super Bowls, offensive coordinators going into the offseason, now they want to see how can they beat your defense. So now an adjustment from last year to this year, because they can't keep running the same defense they ran last year. It's a few tweaks they're going to have to do. So now you being the Super Bowl champs, do you have that hangover? Uh, are you willing to get back mentally? Do you want to get back? A lot of people got paid. A lot of people left. New people came in. That's that's what I looked at when we played. Like, we had a hangover or two just winning Super Bowls. And people adjust. And you're, you're going to get every team best shot, regardless on what the record is. They're going to get up. People always say that. That's a real nah, thing. They, I mean, it's a real thing. Oh, it's the Broncos are here. We better to, play our best. They're going to yeah. get up. They're going to get up to play you. Just, just look what the Warriors did throughout the season. Like, they held it down consistently for the regular season, but they got every team's best shot because they were the, they were the champions. Same thing with football, man. You're going to get the team's best shot because of what you did last year. Carolina side, though, you got Calvin Benjamin back. You got Cam want, wanting to be the league's MVP. That's again. the vibe I get. I get the vibe, you know, because you say the hangover, the Super Bowl hangover – Recent history suggests that the team that suffers is the one that loses the Super Bowl. They're the ones that fall off. I just get the vibe, and I'm just reading, you know, body language and so on. But I feel like Carolina is not going to go away. And it's telling that when we were just going through a few minutes ago who the NFC contenders are going to be, we didn't mention Carolina. It's as though, did you? I feel like we've collectively kind of been like, all right, well, so that was a fun little thing. But now the Packers are back and the Seahawks and everything else. I feel like. That Carolina can rightly say, fifteen and one wasn't a, wasn't a mirage just because we had a couple bad turnovers in the Super Bowl. I think that they're they're still relevant right in this thing and maybe have the number one seed. They had six turnovers in the Super Bowl. You got to this is what you got to understand about Green Bay and AR fifteen. Man, he still held it down without Jordy Nelson. Like he did a lot, got his team to the playoffs without his main guy. Uh, Cam did the same thing too, mm-hmm. without. Calvin Benjamin, I think that was probably Cam's best, one of his best seasons. But I think Cam having just having a a, a go to guy would kind of hurt him. If you just look at mm-hmm. the the preseason, he's been going to Calvin Benjamin a lot, and it hasn't been looking good. When he scans the field, when he when he sees a Ted again, when he sees a Brown, uh, I was just gonna say Philly Brown had it, a nobody talks listen, about that, but he had a great Super Bowl. Listen, I talked about it. Listen, Philly Brown. The first he had eighty one yards, eighty one to eighty seven yards in the first half. He w- and and he was whipping a keep to leave on, on most of those. He had eight whatever it was. It was eighty something in the first half. Yeah, it, it, Emmanuel Sanders had eighty some yards total. This dude had eighty some yards. If he didn't get hurt, the outcome would have well, been different. And now he's your three and yes. plus Greg Olson out there. I mean, they have a legitimate collection Funches. of pass catchers now. Yeah. But we we talked about this at the Super Bowl, and I just remember us talking. That was a bad matchup for Tlaib. Yes. Tlaib needs to cover bigger guys. So mm-hmm. Funches, Calvin. Kelvin, those guys, if you if he can cover those guys because they, they move the same, right? They're slower out of their breaks. He's slower out of his breaks. But when you go to a guy that's quick out of those breaks and can 
be shifty. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. That's what you <laughs> yeah. have Roby and Chris Harris for. And yeah. so I think that's one of the reasons I say the Broncos always will have a chance because they have three corners match that can up. match up with anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, bottom line, I'm taking the Panthers. Maurice? Panthers. Yeah, I'm going with the Panthers. Oh, how about that? We're all taking the road team. All right, now it is time for the return. We did it last week, dead or alive. All right, we're going to check in on some key pigskin issues. And you tell me, dead or alive? Ike, I start with you. The importance of NFL preseason. Is it dead or alive? It's alive. It is. Yeah, you, you need your preseason, man. That's that's the time to evaluate. The it, preseason games, though, I mean. Now, that's really what I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you got to, man. That's where the owners make all their money. One. Who? <laughs> that, we're talking about five. But, but that's for, all you have to I, say. I don't want to step on your toes. But, I mean, what we're really talking about is. Cash. Uh, on, what, well, but you're talking about this entire month and these four games. I understand what it means to the league and to the owners. It's an evaluation period, Shaq. But when you talk about the personnel evaluation, you're really talking about four to six personnel spots no, on the roster. Not really. You're not talking about anything else. I mean, you know who the starters are. You never know. You, oh, you, you know never. for the most part. You don't need That's four preseason say. games. Yeah, you definitely need four preseason games, and this is the reason why you need four. One, it's going to be a change in starters. Meaning, you, you know you got your offseason. You know you have your draft picks. So, your offensive line from last year might not be the same offensive line this year. You might get you a, a second-round draft pick, so you want to put them in the mix to see if it works. You might get you a free agent guy. You want to put them in the mix to see if it works. Those are nice stories, but you can it's, you can establish not, that in, in uh, scrimmages amongst yourselves. You don't no, need and, and that's and that's And that's the thing. As much as you like to hit, as much as I like to hit, just hitting my teammate, wasn't as satisfying as hitting another team. All right, well, that's what you have 16 games for. No, you you still have to go through that process, and that process is evaluating. Just like veteran guys still trying to say they got it. Younger guys trying to be up and coming. Um, From a valuation standpoint, just looking at it from a GM perspective, man, you need them four games. You you need them four games, man. Like, you got young kids in – Instead of playing the first half, you might play them the whole – like my third year starting, my third year, they, they wanted a clear evaluation. So I started with the starters, still had to play the whole game. So when the second team came out, I was with them. When the third team came out, I was with them. They just wanted to see, one, was I ready physically, two, mentally, all right, he, he knows the starters out. He's with the second and third group. Is he still going to play at a high level? Because with the second and third group come in, I still need my starter to look like a starter. I don't want my starter looking like a second or third tier guy. Mm-hmm. So let me check and see. That's why you have these games. That's why you have the preseason. It's a clear evaluation from the coach's standpoint and from the general manager's uh, scouting standpoint. Maurice. Uh, I- I'm going to have to piggyback off what I said. First of all, when you're talking about money. Right, the, the league. What people don't understand that, that they're still selling tickets at the same price as regular. I season, get it. I think you're people paying players. Get, understand that that's what but, it's about. But you're paying players four hundred dollars a week. Couple of that, dollars. That's what you're making, right? And Couple so, of dollars. So you're talking about that's that's where the bulk of this money comes from. One, and then two. When you talk about evaluation, you're talking about uh, let's say where it happens to the Vikings, right? Teddy Bridgewater hurts his knee. Well, if you only have two preseason games and you're playing the first regular season game, and his knee blows out week one. 
we don't know who's going to be able to go in and play. So you need all these because you need to see what guys will be able to do and how and how you eva- I talk about evaluation, but how they play under pressure. I, that fourth preseason game, I remember playing in that the whole game. They no no. This I'm gonna tell you what happened. They they were like, look, there was three of us. It was myself. Uh, LeBrandon Tofield and Alvin Pierman. And they were like, look, Ooh. you three are fighting for the back. LeBrandon Tofield. Yeah. All right. Shoe. Yeah, it was big. <laughs> and they were like, you guys are battling for the backup spot behind Fred Taylor. Now, this was the rules, though. You each, everybody gets a quarter, but don't come to the sideline looking. Don't look for, don't do this. <laughs> don't tap your head. You got to go don't. out there and you got to go out there and win <laughs> this thing, right? So I, I got my quarter. I was doing my thing. I was tired. I looked to the sideline. Everybody turned their back. <laughs> They're like, no, we don't even look over here, right? <laughs> and so that's just, it. Just it just it, they they put you in situations because if I would have never done that, there was a point throughout the season where Fred got hurt and I had to play the whole game because it was only two of us active. And so if I wasn't prepared in that way, shape, or form, I wouldn't I would never been ready for the regular season. Reps, man. All right, let's see what the on-call doctor has to say. NFL preseason games, dead or alive. <laughs> It's dead. It's dead. I'm sorry, guys. I hear. I know you guys played. Did you? Did you that's the. It? That's that's a fan thing because they don't want to see it. But as a as a that's like saying no. I'm gonna give you a better example. All Me right. and Ike first started together. What August? Yeah. And if you would have saw some of the stuff we were doing in August, you'd have been like, "Horrible, He's too out of here." Why, why did I understand, but again, as I said, you can resolve all these things that you're yeah. talking about. With uh, with scrimmages amongst there's, there's, yourself. there's nothing that's that's a controlled environment. Yeah, Imagine, I know. What well, here here's an un- uncontrolled here, environment. My retort to everything you said is, if preseason games were essential, then how come college teams don't need them? But look how bad they look. Look, look how bad some of those guys have looked. But they don't have preseason. preseason. Look at Tennessee. This, this first week was preseason. Look, look at Tennessee. Look what, look what Tennessee did. So your, your top 25, a lot of teams, I think it was seven, a lot of teams. Yeah, we were top one of them. Gone. Did, didn't look too good. Next up, you mentioned Sam Bradford. Of course, that is the biggest story of the last seven or so days. The Vikings playoff chances with Sam Bradford under center. Number eight now. He's back to number eight. How say you here? Wait, he was 13 at Oklahoma. No, he was eight at Oklahoma. I, anyway. It don't matter. Whatever it is. He ain't getting back to the Oklahoma. Days. I think it does matter, and that's no. a discussion for another time. How one chooses his uh, jersey number is interesting to me. But anyhow, answer the question. The Vikings playoff chances with Sam Bradford. They have a good defense, um, but they, it has to be a wild card. So I, I'm going to say uh, they're alive. Why they make it? You're saying they will get a wild. Card. I say they make the so wild card. Yeah. Ike Taylor. How uh, they... I I agree. There was a field goal away last year, and Teddy they didn't open a playbook with Teddy last year. They 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 tried. They they kept it neutral. They kept it neutral. You know how you have that uh that hot medium and mild sauce. Mm-hmm. They kept it medium <laughs> for Teddy last yeah. year opening that playbook. I think they're gonna do the same thing with Sam. As much as, as much as they would probably want to open that playbook, you can't. Like we're gonna stick to our code, our G code. What's your G code? Defense, because I know Zimmerman loves his defense. The defense played lights out, and you got AP in the backfield. I also think the biggest thing. It's it's so funny. Sam Bradford is like, oh my God, he's gonna be the best now. He has a team with weapons. Like, no, no, he's Sam Bradford. Yes, he's always gonna be Sam. Bradford. All right, nobody thinks he's gonna be the best. What, but that's this all is you Best situation. But this what is, does that mean? You, Tom Brady's been in in some horrible situations with receivers and still been able to put up. I don't up think Sam, anybody considers Sam Bradford a guy who like can carry. Just, a just make a lot of excuses for Sam. You know, at first Chris. it was St. Louis, and then it was Philly. He, like, he's gonna be better. No, he was the same guy. Sam told you about Sam when they drafted Carl. 
Carson Wentz. Thank you. I agree with that. But, you know, I'll tell you, if if we need another point to uh, go against preseason uh, games, Sam Bradford is in the running to start in week one. If it were so important <laughs> that he be a part of the but, organization, but, but then why is... he, he, he'll have been there eight days and he could start. That invalidates no, any talk about preseason games because, in there. First court. of all, it's because he's a vet, one. And two, we're going to see how he looks when he plays. And then we'll see how Carson Wentz looked how, and when he plays week one, too, since everybody wants to talk about preseason. Neither one of them had a preseason with that team. Right? Carson Wentz might have played, what, two quarters? Yeah. Well, let's see what happens come week one and then how they both look. Because what the Wentz is playing the Browns, and I want to say the Vikings are playing. Who are the Vikings playing, right? The first week. Who are the Vikings playing? The uh, first week. We're looking that up. All right. While we do that, let's check with the doctor on call. The Vikings playoff chances with Sam Bradford. Dead who's or alive. This, who's this doctor? It's alive. No, it, it goes. Stand alive. It goes against uh, the HIPAA rules. So, you know, the doctor-patient uh, privileges. I, I can't tell you who the doctor is. Hey, guys, they're at Tennessee. At Tennessee. Oh, yeah, they're going to get a For good sure. – you're going to get a good dose of that running game. A good dose. <laughs> <laughs> you sick? You feeling sick? We're going to give you a dose Can of Can I tell you game. something? First of all, the Vikings will go 10-6, and six and they will sneak in as the sixth seed in the mighty NFC. Do, no small feat. To, does to do Sam – because Sam's never played a playoff game. Does he – yeah, he's well. your QB. Does yeah, listen, well? like we say, the defense is good. The same things that we're talking about with the Houston Texans are in place with uh, with the Vikes. They're going to be able to run the ball. And by the way, for the people that say this was a terrible move, to they, they overpaid to get Sam Bradford, yeah, they paid a ton. But you have to look at the circumstances. If you're the Browns, should you do something like that? No, but you're the Vikings, and you're built to win in 2016, the Vikings, before Teddy Bridgewater goes down, are thinking Super Bowl. And I think they have a realistic shot at it. Therefore, and, and, you know, you wait another year, that's one more year of Adrian Peterson. And you don't know when that, uh, the, you know, that's the way I, I hate right. to say ticking time, Bob, about a, we, human, we, we, about a human being. But, you know, the, in the NFL, as you guys know, it does. It's not a gentle decline. When it ends, it just ends I, overnight, and you don't know when that's, that's going to be. You gotta, you, you gotta understand. That's not for everybody. Like AP really think he can play the forty, and I and I think good for him. It, no, it's not true. He's a, he can't play till he's forty. It's probably not true. But look yeah, at he his plays per- till thirty eight. That's tr- that's close enough. But but look at what he did last year. Like having that year off, and I'm sure. Oh. It it, it 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 will rejuvenate you. I don't know how many years or how many more plays. He won. He was the league's best rusher last year, right? Remember, people fail to realize he had a year off at 29 or I want to say 29 or 28, a full year. Like, a full year to where recover. Where he didn't get hit. He recovered. <laughs> that that adds a couple years on to your career. I'm just saying. All right. But, I mean, but 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 you do. I, I Do he look like he's declining? Is no, what? but okay. I also think, though, it's a funny thing. The last person on the face of the earth you should ask about how long they're going to play is the guy himself. Of course, your egos are a part of why you I'm, are professional athletes. They, you can't acknowledge I'm just that, saying it doesn't, that it's over. It, you don't it, like to acknowledge no, I did. it's done. I, did. I know, but very I few guys. Too. Yeah, he, he did. I know. I'm talking to the two wrong guys here, but – most guys really struggle to so, acknowledge. So I get like, it. All right, it's over. Yeah, but I had to, you know, sometimes he's like, eh. hey, I'm going to move on. AP, I don't see – so far, I don't see any kind of decline with AP. At all. all right. Well, you know what? He's a human being, and so True. it is going to happen.
Yeah, it is. That's but unavoidable. He's not your average human being. Speaking of decline, the Colts, believe it or not, in the last 13 years in the AFC South, there's been the AFC South for 14 years now. In the last 13, the Colts have won it nine times. If you look closely, though, the Texans have won it three times in the last five years. Is it now in 2016, the Colts' ownership of the AFC South, which really it lines up with just about with the Patriots' dominance in the AFC East. Is the Colts' ownership of the South dead or alive, Ike Taylor? Oh, man, dead. It's it's going to be dead until they start – until they get a legit running back, a legit. I just think they put too much on Luck's plate, entirely too much. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been on fire. Yeah, he, he has a ton of passing yards the, the last couple of years, but he's been hurt the last couple of years. Have they been owning the AFC South? Of course. Uh, It's fact and the record proven. But I just think they put too much on Luck's plate. I think he just dropped back too much. Um, Yeah, he's a big guy. He can handle it, just like a Cam. He's a a shorter version of a Cam. He just takes too many hits. The offensive line has been an issue for a while and still is. Until they get them a running back, a running – because they got the receivers. They got Moncrief. He's he's going to explode this year. He's up and coming. You can just ask Coach Belichick about him. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is a pro bowler. The running back situation, man, I think they need to find them a legit franchise running back to help out Andrew Luck with the passing game. You, By the way, you mentioned um, can't you compare Luck to, to Cam Newton. Body-wise. Physically, yeah, yeah, I know. But I also point to Cam Newton is a resilient guy to this point in his career. I might refer you to Ben Roethlisberger. The big guy, it's, the, it's an irony about football that the big guy, you think, well, he's just going to knock everybody else around. But look at Gronk. Gronk suffers injuries. The big guy is taking a ton of licks the best shots multiple times from defenders, and that ha- you know that causes physical attrition. Earl Campbell is maybe the best example in NFL history. It's why Jerome Bettis is such a, a anomaly and such a phenom that he lasted as long as he did playing that style of ball. Anyway, point is, Roethlisberger is injured a lot. Andrew Luck doesn't want to wind up that way. The Colts don't want him winding up that way, just constantly limping on and off the field like that. Campbell, Campbell took that load, though. It wasn't a one-two punch back in the day. It was, man, you take 30, all 32 carries, you take all 32 carries. It was a 40-carry game, you take it. Yep. You take a 40. These days, man, they got legit. I mean, DeMarco Murray and mm-hmm. Henry, Derek Henry, there go a case in point right there. Them guys – they sharing the load right now. I think this generation finally, and MJD, he loves to say this, like he don't want his running back carrying the load. He would rather have a one-two punch huh. than to give his starter every carry. I've gone in on this exotic smash mouth of the Titans. I think it fails. I think when you no. go all in on a, uh, on a philosophy like this, it might work in September, but the league will figure it out. No. Defenses, defenses will adjust. It's gonna, it, and then we'll see if Mariota can make the adjustment back. When they do start stacking yes. it up, can Mariota yes. now throw it over I'm, your head? Well, I'm going to tell you the issue with that, and it, and it, it kind of goes back to this, this uh, Colts ownership of the AFC South. Everyone goes with three wide receivers. 
Everyone has a three wide receivers. You look at Houston, three wide receivers. You look at Jacksonville, three wide receivers are two tight ends. No one is coming back to that old smash mouth football. So if you look at the col- if you look at college football, the reason Alabama and Michigan and these schools <laughs> beat people is because the, you have DBs on the field all the time. You're starting your base front is nickel, which is three DBs or five DBs, two linebackers and four D linemen, whatever you may have it. I'm coming out there in two tight ends. I'm coming out there two tight ends and a fullback. We're going to run down your throat, and we're going to force these small guys to tackle and beat you up. And I think with that, with that being the case, Tennessee is going to go against what everyone else is doing, and that's what gives them a, a great chance and win the AFC South. And then plus the Colts, their, their biggest issue is they don't have an offensive line. And they finally decided to draft an offensive line this year, but now we want all these rookies to go out there and play all of a sudden. And we act like rookies, they can just, you know, not hit a wall or, or not mess up. That's gonna happen. As 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 much as much as we like to talk about the Patriots in the passing game, formation wise, they don't do three receiver sets. They have two tights, two receivers. Gronk is like a slot for him. Yeah. He can he can work the slot formation. Personnel wise, it's confusing to the defense <clears throat> excuse me, it's confusing to the defense coordinator. Do I put a nickel package, meaning take a linebacker out, put an extra corner in, or do I keep it base? Base meaning keep my linebacker in, take a small guy out. The jingle piece, as as you would like to say, is Gronk. So, of course, they have all these fancy passing stats, but personnel-wise, it's such a mismatch because Gronk and now you have uh, Bennett on the other side. They're getting back to the old school. It's just it's just hard, and they figure that out, and that's a running formation. I completely get it, and I like the notion of zigging when the league is zagging the way it is. I just think they've overcommitted. I think they, they've flown too close to the sun like Icarus here, and really they've dealt away pieces like yeah, uh, Doriel Green Beckham. And si- the, the, this commitment to this style that has not proven success. Oh, it's and, proven. Are, and are it's they proven. It's proven. It's proven. I know, but I mean, are they, I, I mean no, in Tennessee with those – I'm saying, I listen. What do, what do you think? I watched the Jacksonville Jaguars play that si- style of ball. Pittsburgh I grew up in play, Pittsburgh and watched that it style play. and won a ton of Super Bowls. With I that understand style. what that. I'm saying the the Tennessee Titans may not have the personnel at this point to just go all in it's, on this nature it's, of it's, ball. It's, it's not. It's 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 not all in check. It's the production to help Marcus Mariota. That's that's the whole thing. Like I don't want to put the load on this kid from here on out. So I got a guy who's tail ending in DeMarco Murray. I just drafted a future running back in Derrick Henry. Yeah, I got a I got rid of my one of my best receivers, but at the same time, it's gonna be a boring, a boring game. You know what? You know who Tennessee reminds me of this team in college. Boring but they always win. Wisconsin. It they're they rarely pass, play action pass, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So boring. We're yawning every time. We're yawning. You don't even want to watch Wisconsin they beat play. beat LSU. But 14, 16, 14, them kind of games are going to be with how about, the Tennessee How about Titans. when Pittsburgh let Plexico Burris go, right? And you talk about Heinz Ward. And granted, Heinz Ward had a really good career. But before that, no one knew who Heinz Ward was. I mean, he was a solid receiver. He wasn't the guy that he was we – was a slot receiver. Yeah, he was a slot guy. And so when Pittsburgh, when you guys won the Super Bowl in 05, you had him and Randall L. as your wideouts. Well, I listen, I certainly <laughs> – I'm not going to – Let's just be honest. It was, I'm not going to make a case that you need to have a so-called, you know, 
you know, this this dominant number one wide receiver. I mean, they, they, they lost, they lost, like, but they got the. I mean, Carolina Panthers. All right, so get. let's get to it then. Colts ownership of the AFC South. How say you, Doctor, on call? Instead, the Colts, the Colts' dominance is over with. We just spent five minutes talking about the Titans. That's the team out of the other three teams in that division Sleep. that I believe the least in. I think oh. the Jags are better than the Titans. No question. And I think the Texans are better than all of them. The Texans are, at worst, in my book, the third best team in they the have, AFC. I'll I tell you what, them Allen boys. <laughs> those, but the, those, they have to find a running game. If they can't yeah, run they, the ball and close out games, they won't win. You don't like Chris, Ivory, and it's, TJ? It's, it's not that. It's their offensive line. The, the, the running line game, is, the running I mean, game is, a lot of people, it's a, it's a mixture of both. But if you don't have an offensive line, you won't be able to. All right, we got to get to Chuck Todd here in just a second. And uh, when a kibitz with him, you know, his Jags or his Packers are playing your Jags this weekend. Oh, yeah, guys. Oh, Once again, it's time. The DDIP Surprise <laughs> Random Game Show. All right, lay it on us. What's the question? All right, question today based, based on the Cowboys and their quarterbacks. Troy Aikman retired in 2000, the year 2000 afterwards. Since then, they've had 17 different starting quarterbacks. Whoa, I like this question. Kent Brown, original here. Hold on, hold on a second. I got, <laughs> I legitimately have to, I'm going to pee my pants if I don't go. I'm, Are you serious? You'll notice I'm sweating. <laughs> Are you serious? That gives you a chance to do some work. Can we, can we keep this live? Yeah, we, we can do it. Yeah. Let's go. We got we'll, it. Yeah, we'll run it. All right, well, guys. L- yeah, let's just keep it live here. So we're gonna start. Sheck has no idea what's going on only, now. Only in the Sheck show. Yeah, exactly. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. All right, guys. So let's start here. Seventeen quarterbacks have started for the Cowboys since two thousand. Who you got? Who's up? Ike, you want to go? Oh, Tony Romo. T. Martin. Oh. Is that no? Dang. T. Martin, dude, I thought it was – or Quincy Carter. Is what, Quincy what? Carter. You know what? Sheck's not here. You're still an MJD. Okay. Uh, all okay. right. So, you went – you changed it up. I, I'll switch it off to uh, Kyle Orton. I'm sorry. So, can I can I say Quincy Carter? You can. Kellen Moore. Dang, who they had last year? That, that's who they had last year. Oh, they got a couple last year. Oh, Go they ahead. had a couple last year. Oh, my gosh. Matt Castle. Brandon Whedon. Oh my gosh. Wow, nice one, MJD. Pull oh yeah. One. I'm pulling the, I'm pulling them all out. I got a bag right here. I got a couple more. Um uh, Drew Drew Bledsoe? Since two thousand? Yeah, that was that was that was right that was I think that was right after Trey. Bledsoe was uh 05 and 06. There you go. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a wrap. MJD take Jason Garrett? No. He didn't he didn't start? No, not afterwards. Oh man. So Ike, you got anything? No. Alright, here Check. comes Sheck. Sheck's coming back in. He can jump in here. He we didn't man, did we ran off a bunch of names. Hey, did you wash your hands? I of course I did. No, don't touch me. All right, I'm just trying to. All right, check. Name some. You guys really carried on without me. Yeah, you did. That makes my feel. That hurts my. (laughs) Now I know how Teddy Bridgewater feels. (laughs) We got time. We got to go. You're going to go on with the season without. No, it was like MJD's story. It's you know you look to the sideline. Has somebody said Quincy Carter yet? (laughs) Yeah, we said that. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Orton. 
We said that. Yeah. Already said. Keep going. This is since Aikman, right? Since Aikman. 2000. Since 2000. Drew Henson. That's a wow. Wow, that's a deep one. That's deep. That's deep. The old pitcher, old baseball you, player. You went. Oh, you went all the way. Uh, oh, you went deep on that one. Do you want? Do I keep going? Yeah, I yeah, think I think going. Sheck should have to get a couple more right yeah, answers. How about guys, Jason Garrett? Uh, said I said that one. That uh, one's wrong. I thought that was wrong. That was wrong. Yeah, that was wrong. Then how is Maurice even still alive? We were waiting on we're waiting you. Waiting on you. We had to warm ups. To... They got a couple mulligans. Uh, Ryan Leaf. Really? That's solid. Let that me see. Well, you're going all the way. That was a sneaky yeah, Leaf was 2001. Uh, John Kitna. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. There we go. Sheck's caught up now with the right answers. I mean, caught up. I mean, I haven't dominated. Is there 17? They did some dominating before. There's 17? Wow. There's six more left. Six more left. Did anybody say Tony Romo? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the first name I said, Tony Romo. That would have been great if you would have forgot that. Are we allowed to go Dak Prescott, or since it hasn't happened yet, no, we can't do it? Back. Not yet. I'm trying to think. Why? Am, oh, so I, now I mean this. This one. We're even now. We're even. Yeah. We're so in the, so we're in the good. It's back to Ike now since All he started right, it off. So six more. Oh, everybody's man. alive. Man, just to get out, I'm gonna say Mike Irvin. I got bored. Check. I can't think of one, man. I'm trying to think of who was there along with Aikman and who was Garrett. after who was after Bledsoe. There is one Super Bowl winning quarterback that you haven't mentioned. Brad uh, Johnson. It's not Sheck's turn. Brad Johnson. It's not MJD's turn. <laughs> it is yeah, my turn. Let's go, Sheck. You got that. That stinks. I no, don't care. Should, I've proven. I've proven my it. dominance. No, you did. Well, who do you got? Y'all it's you. I, I just went. Yeah, Brad Johnson, you got to go. That's absurd. You, gotta, you can't just say stuff. That hurts my feelings. The it way should. I'm being treated right now. What about guy who's on the border of the Hall of Fame? Throw it a guy out named there. Vinny Testaverde. Oh. Oh. Wow. Back to you, Maurice. I don't have anything. I'm done. <laughs> you spit. <laughs> I'm spit. <laughs> My dog say he's spent. Damashek is the victor. Who did we miss? All right, who we missed? You guys missed Randall Cunningham. Wow. wow. Started for him in 2000. Randall Cunningham? Chad Hutchinson, 2002. Okay. All right. Stephen McGee, 2010. Clint, was it Clint Sterner? Clint Sterner. Sterner. Right? And Anthony Wright. Anthony Wright. I should have gotten Clint Sterner, but I have zero recollection of Randall, Randall Cunningham, Cunningham in a Cowboys. Whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, before we get to uh, Chuck Todd here, one thing. We're very excited uh, for Maurice calling those uh, Rams games now or doing the, uh, doing the color on the radio. Uh, with J.B. Long. J.B. Long. Uh, on ESPN radio here in Los Angeles. But, you know, we want, you know, I I suspect that this runs for the next quarter century at least, you know, look out Chris Collinsworth eventually. Oh, MJD is doing his thing. He's, he's, I mean, really legit. (laughs) He's doing. Legitimately. I would just say nothing. If I didn't, if I thought you were doing a crummy job, I I I would just say nothing and be like, hey, keep going, fella. But you're, but you're doing great work from what I've heard. Really insightful stuff that you don't generally hear 
in a radio uh, broadcast. But I think to stand out, you got to get something special. Like, you know, it's not as much about how deep you can go a lot of the time. It's just about surface kind of junk. You need catchphrases. Let's take a listen to uh, to, uh, Maurice's call of a Jared Goff touchdown pass and see if we can help him out with some catchphrases here. Here's, Here's Maurice first. Second and five from the 10, Goff in the shotgun. He throws to Brown, one hand, back shoulder catch, and he's in for the Los Angeles touchdown. Great, great, great job there. That is a what we like to call a rail route. You have your X receiver, pick the linebacker that's covering the back. Look at that. You have him run a wheel. Great catch, though. I mean, who knew Get running backs Browns, had hands? Right there? Okay. I mean, obviously I did, but I'm saying great choice there, Jared Goff, throwing it to your running back. So there you have it. Well done. JB, by the way, give give JB a little note for me. You can't be so excited about a game in August. Because then where are you going to go in January? Where's well, left not? to go in the register? It's, it's, you know the scariest thing in life is what? being unemployed. So the man is employed. <laughs> and he's excited. That's and the enthusiasm excited. we're hearing? And he's excited. I tell you So what? why not? The Rams were back in L.A. We have to have the excitement. <laughs> I see. I see. But it is just August. So, any, all right. Either way, it's not time to critique him. Yes. We need a catchphrase for Maurice. On a touchdown, maybe. Maybe it's when somebody makes a great run. You know, maybe it's an interception. Ike, let's talk touchdowns. So, what might Maurice say that would stand out from the pack? Well, MJ going to figure it out, man. Like, we, we, can't, we can't give him words. Making no words is like a, a spur of the moment. Kind of thing. So, MJD, he's going to get in this groove. Somebody going to make a long run, and he's going to say something not out of character, just fits what happened on that play, and you take off with it. That's you, the way I think all – script it. I feel like all three of us and Handsome Hank, when he's with us too, I think that's what we all agree on, is that we'd rather go off the cuff than we would plot these things. But I want Maurice to win sooner rather than later so we can help him along. Let's try you be Ike, you feel be Maurice, and I'll be JB Long, the play-by-play man. Let's try that one again real quick here, if we can. We're going <clears> to <throat> do a play. The Rams at the Chiefs 10. Goff back, throws it to the flat. It's a touchdown for the Rams. You know what? That was a good play in that situation. Giving them an easy read. A one read, you got the wheel route coming from the running back. A little pick play, man. But the catch, Sheck, the catch, look at look at this. Hands like a receiver, but what position he plays? Running back, man. Not too many running backs can catch the ball like this. Look at the concentration. If I didn't know no better, man, I thought he was an assassin trying to catch that ball. Touchdown, Jerry Goff for his first one in the city. Wiki, wiki, LA. wiki. Wiki, wiki, wiki. How about that? So, so wiki, you like that? I'm going to find something. I'm going to use wiki, wiki, wiki just because you see. <laughs> what sound does a ram make? Does a ram make a sound? Not what you just did. I think. Yeah, maybe do that, Maurice. I like I like when you go, ah! Maybe that could be your sound. Yeah. I like when you do that noise. The, ooh. Well, I mean, there was a couple. I want to say there that was the Chiefs, right? They were playing the Chiefs. It was one of the harder-hitting harder games I've seen in preseason. And I was like, oh, they're out there click-clacking. All right. Okay. Because <laughs> you heard it up yeah. there. <laughs> Somebody's game got woke up, too. It was bad. See? Now we're doing it. See? That, now it's we're heading to- with it. 
two straight phrases. File those click, away. Click, and somebody so, game got woke up. Yeah, you wake your game up. You You're, can't steal from Ike, but one of his best on a great hit is to say, that's disrespectful. That's somebody's daddy out there. That, that's what I got to use. I'm going to steal it, but I'm going to shout out to Ike. <laughs> got to give it to I'm going to like a plagiarize. I'm going to be like – I can quotations. <laughs> all right. Ike Taylor, great to see you. We look forward to watching you on now all the time with the fashion popo and celebration station and everything else. Maurice, hang out for a bit because we're going to go to Chuck Todd, but I want you to to uh, kibitz about the upcoming week one matchup between your two teams. Here he is, everybody. Chuck Todd. Dave. Dave. I am very excited for this one. I watch Meet the Press every Sunday, and I now watch it multiple times a week on MTP <laughs> Daily. 5 p.m. Eastern is how you do it. He's the NBC News political director, and he is a Green Bay Packers fan. It's Chuck Todd. What's happening, man? How are you? Dave, how you doing, man? It's so good to have football back, huh? It is good, but, of course, I'll tell you, usually, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed, personally, the Pittsburgh Penguins really helped fill my offseason. <laughs> Stranger Things did. But I got to tell you, I've been watching a lot of Chuck Todd and, yeah. uh, and company covering what has to be the craziest political race in, uh, in the history of America, right? There's no doubt. I mean, it, it, look, it, it is it, when when sort of infotainment merges with the news and merges with politics and what we have here. And, and look, there's going to be a lot of fallout from this election, but it, it is given us sort of a supercharged uh, atmosphere when it comes to this election um, in some tabloid ways, in some unsettling ways sometimes, in some humorous ways. But, yeah, it is it is certainly something we've never seen before. Uh, I keep telling people, I think this is a black swan election. We'll never see anything like it, at least in our lifetime. Um, and we probably w don't need to learn anything from it as far as having an impact in the future. This is just an entity that may be self-contained because we'll never have a matchup like this again. Yeah, it really feels like, uh, I guess, uh, maybe the natural evolution. Of course, this is where things would wind up, uh, given well, all of pop culture and such. It's it's funny you say that. That is sort of, this is, as we've deteriorated, as we've sort of merged the idea that, that uh, news people are, uh, and, and politicians are sometimes, uh, are somehow just as important of celebrities in our culture as entertainers or sports figures. And when that all gets merged, yeah, I guess this is the natural evolution of things. But I also wonder if the public's going to look at this and say, whoa, whoa, whoa this was too much. Hmm. You know what? We want our politics over here, more serious. Uh, we want our entertainment over here, and we want our news over here. I don't know. And, and unfortunately, the, the consumer is responding, and they sort of enjoy the idea that it's all one big stew here, whether we're covering Kaepernick, Donald Trump, uh, Tom Cruise, or whatever it is, <laughs> that it's all part of the same uh, – same news rundown these days. Well, let's jump in on that, uh, you know, the pseudo-politics of Colin Kaepernick. And as a matter of yeah. fact, uh, to conflate him with Trump, I'm surprised that we haven't heard more of that, as a matter of fact. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, a backup quarterback in the NFL – states mm -hmm. essentially that uh, there are some flaws with America. A presidential candidate also states there are flaws right. with America. Also, by the way, for what it's worth, one guy is named Cap and he wears a red jersey. The other guy is from Jersey and, uh, and wears a red cap. Does that make sense, right? Is that uh... You're sort of getting to the um, almost the absurdity when I've watched the debate about Kaepernick sort of reach some heated levels. I'm sort of like, what, what, what do we, you know, and, and we're debating Kaepernick, 
and rather than the topic he's bringing up, which is let's have a conversation about the topic. Look, there is a it is to me it's between Kaepernick and his employer about what he does during the pregame uh, festivities, and I think there there certainly. There is a debate about a private organization, and they may have demands that if you choose to be a member of this organization, you choose to be paid by it, you have to do certain things that we ask you to do. But at the end of the day, you don't lose your First Amendment rights either. So, look, there's, there's that aspect of this debate. But uh, let's not, like, conflate it um, with the other part of the debate that he's trying to bring up as well. And look, I think the bigger uh, impact here, uh, it's... it's Kaepernick, to me, was being reactive, not proactive. He's being reactive because you have a lot of star athletes that are saying, you know what, this, this generation of athletes is going to speak out. The last generation chose not to, chose to make money, chose not to upset the apple cart. This generation has a different mindset when it comes to uh, using their celebrity, using their fame to bring attention to political issues. Uh, and it's just a change. Uh, and I think Kaepernick, in some ways, is just reacting to what we've seen with LeBron James and Chris Paul, some bigger names that have decided to lend their stardom and their credibility to, to, uh, to some controversial political topics. Wow, very open-minded of you, given what Colin Kaepernick has done to your Packers on a couple of occasions in January <laughs> there. So, uh, so good for yeah, well, you. There you go. <laughs> See, also, I don't want to. I want to separate my politics and my football. I separate it. I really do. <laughs> well, let's talk about this then. Let's say compartmentalize this, Chuck Todd. Would you mm-hmm. rather you can choose who wins the presidential election? Or Super Bowl Fifty One, which one do you want to choose? <laughs> I uh, I am such a. This is going to sound hokey. I'm such a believer in our democracy. It's like, hey, it is. I don't want one person deciding anything. So presidential election, that's up to the public. Now the Super Bowl, yeah, I'd like to take control of that. All right. Well, so yeah, not- that that is one lever I will pull for Aaron. I want Aaron Rodgers needs at least one more Super Bowl victory, uh, for whatever phony legacy purposes people think that he needs. Um, but I want him to get it just so that he gets the proper due that he uh, that that uh, that belongs to him. Well, phony or otherwise, I say over and over again, he's the best I've ever seen. And if he wins one more, I think he then maybe has claim to being the greatest to ever play the position. You've been doing a lot of polls, of course. This is uh, mm-hmm. a big uh, portion of what you do. So let's do a couple of polls here. Chuck Todd, where do you rate yourself among the best Todds <laughs> in the world? There are a lot of good ones out there and some bad ones, too. There's Sweeney Todd. He has yeah. a low, you know, he has a low yeah. popularity rating for what Well, he for did. me as a kid growing up in Miami, believe it or not, where a lot of my friends were Dolphins fans, uh, the Dolphins fans couldn't stand the Jets. And remember, there's a little rivalry in the 80s where they actually, I think, back-to-back AFC title games. And the Jets were quarterbacked by a guy named Richard Todd. Of course. So to me, that's always been the Todd I've measured myself against athletically. And I always thought, <laughs> I could have thrown two interceptions to A.J. Dewey, too, in the 82 AFC Championship game, just like Richard Todd did. Look at that. An A.J. Dewey drop from uh, How about well, that? that is Miami. I'm I out. The, <laughs> yeah. That was pretty strong stuff there. Yeah, let's see who the polls favor here. You're pretty high up there, uh, Chuck Todd. In there, I think right now, though, America votes you just behind Todd Gurley, I'm afraid. Oh, well, see, that's a first name, Todd. Oh, no. You're you know, me up. You pulled that's, it out. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, you, you pulled it out, though, man. You, you beat him out. And then Mary Todd Lincoln down there at that's uh, a big 8% one. right now. Yeah. That's a big one. All I can tell you is that every story about her being a little off kilter, 
All my uh, dad and grandfather used to say is, up, oh, more proof she's a Todd. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's also she suffers from the what have you done for me lately uh, syndrome there. there Best Packers QB of the Super Bowl era. How say you? Oh, it's not even close. It's Aaron Rodgers. For, I, it, and it, look, I know that uh, Bart Starr won two, um, but both Favre uh, and Starr had better teams around uh had better teams around them than I think Rodgers has had, and even for his one Super Bowl victory. So, for me, it's Aaron Rodgers. I am with you. Let's check the poll here real quick and see how uh, how America's weighing in here. Brett Favre in a runaway, 59%. Yeah. That seems to be the more popular opinion, but I'm 100% with you. Brett Favre Look, is he's the guy so I want to hang out with, right? <laughs> right? Who's the guy you want to party with, right? You're partying with Star, Favre, or Rodgers? I'm probably partying with, with Favre. I, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, yes. If I have to go on a long drive across the country, I guess I, there are more antics await with uh, Brett Favre riding shotgun. Right. I mean, he's the guy that says, hey, look, there's a stop sign falling down. Let's take it. You know, he's that guy, right? You know, let's go get it. That'd be cool to have. <laughs> I like where your head's at on that one. You've yeah. thought it all through here. All right, last thing then, Chuck Todd. And I wonder on Sunday mornings, once it's football season, are you able to fully focus? Are you ever like, eh, let's uh, – Let's wrap things up here, Fel. We got, we got a big game today against the Bears. No, you know, it's interesting for me as I do have a – we're done. Uh, we tape at 9 a.m. live on Sunday mornings, and it airs at sometimes at different times for other people. I'm, I'm at home sometime between 10.30 and 11. And so for me, 11 to 11.45, all I'm worrying about is my fantasy lineups. And then from about 11.45 to 12.30, I'm looking I, – I may or may not be looking at the betting lines on certain games, which, of course, the NFL – the most overbetted uh, sport uh, sport there is. It's it's hard to get any uh, uh, hidden lines or discounts or any any good bets. But that's how I do wait till the till the work is done. But it starts at about eleven o'clock. So the first hour. I don't, I don't even know what fantasy. those words that you just said even mean. I don't understand. I, you're right. Who you're is right. your best fantasy guy though? This year, um, well, I can tell you this: if I'm going to win my fantasy league, uh, it's going to be. Uh, has to, Lamar Miller has to come through in a way that that others others don't necessarily expect. I've got a lot. I've got a lot going on on, on Lamar Miller as uh, carrying me a long way. Savvy play there, I suspect. And uh, speaking of great running backs in the NFL who played in the AFC South, seated right next to me now. Maurice nice. Jones-Drew, you remember him from the Jaguars. I don't know why we get presidential music for him, but either way. <laughs> His Jaguars play your Packers. You like debates. The, the big debates are coming up between Hillary yeah. and Donald in, uh, in a couple of weeks here. In the meantime, why don't for fun, Chuck, you tell us why the Jags are going to win. And Maurice, you tell us why the Packers are going to win. I start with you, what, Maurice. What, why, why is it that way, Shaq? Because it's, it's, I'm raising the bar a little I, bit here. I, I personally feel like, I guess if I have to take that stance, they do have a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers, who's mm-hmm. a very good quarterback, real dear friend of mine as well. Played against him a bunch in college. Mm, you know, hopefully Eddie Lacy drops a couple pounds before the game, so he oh. can run a little bit better. Um, you have Jordy Nelson back. Mm-hmm. Uh, other positives are Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers didn't cheat, and the Al Jazeera report was false. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> And so uh, I think they're – and then plus they have two UCLA Bruins on their defensive line, and that, that there says enough – gives them enough of a chance to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Your retort, Mr. Todd. 
Let me let me just triple check. Game's in Jacksonville, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, that's number one. Uh, I've seen the Packers lay plenty of eggs on the road at 1 o'clock games in the state of Florida. Uh, I've seen, so I think there's that. You have the humidity issue. You can't, uh, can't deal with that. I love, I love Blake Bortles. The guy is getting better every year. Um, and his best, his best receiver, I'm a little bit biased on this, but I love Alan Hearns. He was a guy that was a University of Miami guy, totally under, you know, would have been a bigger deal at the University of Miami had they had a quarterback to match the talent that Alan Hearns uh, had in college and has now. Uh, and I, I say this not just because my wife went to Florida State. I love Jared Ramsey. I think he's the best, pl- I think he's the best player in this draft. I think he was the best player. I think he's going to be the rookie of the year. So the Jaguars are going to be a team that I think flirts with the playoffs. So um, they, this scares me a big, big time for, the, for Green Bay going on the road playing a 1 o'clock game in Jacksonville. And the Packers might get distracted and blinded by those hideous helmets that the Jags wear, too. Maurice, <laughs> Chuck, the debate is over. I got, the I Packers one, let win. me ask one question. Yes. Chuck Todd, did you say you want to party with Brett Favre? That's like the most Wisconsin thing I've ever heard. What about <laughs> the look, lineman that got caught cheating a while back that was like the big lineman, the big draft guy? Well, there's a couple of them. I think some of them would actually get you in jail, though, right? <laughs> well, if, if, you're, you're if, you're, with- if you're not going to go to jail, why do it? Right. Well, there you go. But I, th- I think the question was of the three quarterbacks, Bart okay. Starr, mm. Brett Favre, or Aaron Rodgers. Which one would you be partying with? Neither. I, I, like, the, I like the big lineman that was doing all the well, bad the line- stuff. We got to get <laughs> when, uh, when the political season or when the election ends, uh, maybe we could get Maurice and Chuck Todd going on a drive across the country. That would hey. be something I would watch. Hey, MJD, are you nervous? What, what, what's going on with Southern California football? UCLA and USC. Yeah, what's wrong? It's, you know, right now – it was a tough. It was a tough weekend, but it's a long. It's a long season. I think we'll be okay. I don't know about the other school, but I know UCLA. We have a chance to bounce back next week. I don't know about the other school. I let them do do their own stuff. Yeah, you're not defending them. I wouldn't be defending them either. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was a dodge. Yeah, it's a long season, especially when you're not in contention for the Final Four. Hey, Chuck Todd, what a pleasure! Thanks so much for doing this, man. Good luck to your Packers uh, in Thank 2016. You. We uh, we will certainly be watching you on Meet the Press as uh, as the election draws ever closer. And, uh, and hopefully we can do it again soon sometime. That'd be fun. Thanks, Dave. MJD, it was an honor. Same there here. he goes. The great Chuck Todd, everybody, from Meet the Press. That was something, that huh? That was. Look that at was you. That was fancy. Look at your fans. All right. That's it. What a banner episode of the Dave Damashek football program. We'll be back with you on Thursday, moments before kickoff of the 2016 regular season, Maurice. We made it. We made it, everybody. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.